Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome everyone to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity.fm, also known as Unity Online Radio. We're happy to have you on this metaphysical porch with us. On another gorgeous day where we go deep and wide and beautiful to understand who we are in these physical bodies. But don't be fooled, we're so, so much more. On this week's show, we're going to dive into the topic of some of the more recent information coming from our channeled friends, Abraham, care of gorgeous Esther Hicks. And we're going to talk more about the practical things that some of these teachers are talking about now on how to live your life more fully, more brilliantly, and more authentically. And to help us do that, joining me on my metaphysical porch, as always, is my rocking chair chum, Janice Campbell. Hi, Janice. Hi. Janice also has her show, uh, Receive Your Life, on Unity.fm, which is on Thursdays, 9 o'clock, cent- no, 9 o'clock Pacific, right, mm-hmm. right, right, yes. right, <laughs> where she, uh, she brings her knowing through her program, the Receive Your Life program, which is such a gorgeous dovetail to the things that we talk about here on Everyday Attraction. So, so good to have you, Janice. Hey, it's good to be here. Thank you. So, you know, recently, I, you know, of course, love the leading edge stuff that's coming from the Abraham Hicks group. And I think after Jerry's transition, I think Esther is just you know, doing her thing, bigger, bolder, brighter, because everything is always expanding. They recently did an Alaska cruise. So this was the first time that Esther was doing the Alaska cruise on her own. And and the content is just so leading edge. And it's exactly what we've heard before. And yet there's there's more specifics and more spins on it. And recently, and we've been talking about this on the show for the last couple of, of I think, weeks, if not months, They've introduced this concept of going general, that whenever we get too specific and feel negative emotion, that one of the key things we can do in our life is to go step back a little bit from the circumstance, from the momentum of the thoughts, and move into more generalized statements until we feel our well-being coming back. And I, I thought that was a really great trick. I thought it was a, I've used it a couple times in my life when I felt I was getting too specific about the unwanted. And I moved back into the general terms. But in, in a part of the workshop I want to talk about today on the show, this one guy sits in the hot seat and says, you know, Abraham, it's really not practical for in my life to stay general. You know, oh, how are you? Good, fine, everything's good, happy, happy, happy. And, you know, I think this is one of the challenges with this law of attraction work, that they tell you to not look at the unwanted, to go general, to stay happy, 
but it can be really difficult sometimes when your life is, is offering up such specific information about what's not working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really challenging sometimes. And I know, um, even though it might feel better to go general, I also feel like, well, what if it's in the specifics that I get that information that allows for the release of resistance. You know, we talk about right. that too. Well, I always like to go through a process of understanding, compassion, and forgiveness. Because what I found is when I have an understanding into it, then I have compassion for myself. And then the forgiveness is that energy lifts. Yes. You know, but I need the understanding. I mean, and maybe there's different personalities, but I personally, I like understanding helps me discern between what's true and what's false. And then with that clarity, I could pick where I'm going to focus my attention. But if I don't, if I don't have that clarity and understanding, I kind of am just kind of swimming in it, get, feel like I'm getting bounced around by the waves. Well, one of the things that they're talking about, though, is that you might not be able to get clarity or understanding if you're too specifically focused on the problem, on the issue, on the relationship that's not working, et cetera, et cetera. So it is kind of understanding at what point you've gone too deep into the dumpster? Well, I guess it kind of depends on where you're, I mean, if you're, so it depends. I think it's your intention. Like if your intention is kind of adding fuel to the negative, you can't do anything with it. But if your intention is to kind of step back and see it more clearly, I think we have the wisdom to be able to, to see into it. And to know when. And to know what, where we're putting our energy and where we just spun out and why we spun out. And also, I, I think it's this practice, too, because we're so focused on our thoughts and our feelings, uh, more importantly, where our feelings are, to be able to be um, these type of spiritual intuitives where we can say, you know what, this, is no, this line of thought is no longer serving me. Yes, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a misunderstanding in here because it doesn't feel good. But do you see how that flies in the face of our broader culture and our broader knowing? Because our broader culture says, if I get specific enough, if I drag this thing into the dust and pound every morsel of information out of it, I will eventually figure out why, where, what for, and then get my solution. But I think the problem with that is sometimes when we're getting specific, we're still coming from the blaming and not really taking ownership of it. And that's why it gets messy and out of control. Because yes. a lot of times we're really just wanting to be right about it, even though we're saying we want to look into it and we want to observe it objectively. We, we don't. We're not really being objective. We still are committed to justifying and blaming. That's and really kind of having that energy into it. And I think that's when it gets when it's a you know what is that tunnel with no cheese or when it just goes on and on and on because it's kind of like you can't get at it from that kind of that scarcity track. Or it's it's a completely different track that we can't get at it from that place. But if we're yeah, detaching and kind of like, oh, where did I just go? What am I making up about myself? What am I making up about other people? I really like what you're saying because I think the intention when we go into specifically choosing where we're going to focus our thoughts, is our intention trying to be right? Mm -hmm. Or is it our intention trying to feel better? Yeah. You know, well, I, I'm trying to... to Feeling better is connecting, I think, to seeing the truth, you know, seeing the truth of who people are, like, you know, where the other intention trying to be right is really trying to be right about the scarcity thought. 
Yes. Their fault. It's my fault. It's I'm screwing up or whatever it is. But when you step back and get away from the scarcity, it's like, you know what? I'm doing the best I can here. Why do I keep hitting my head up against the wall? Right. I think that's such an important um, really concept to, to focus on right here is this situation where when we're trying to be right about the scarcity or right about the lack or right about the wrongness, <laughs> we're never going to get to a place of truth. Because we don't really want to be, we don't want to, to resolve it. We want to hold on to it. And that's why we always get what we want. We don't really want to let it go. Yeah. We say we do, but we really want to be righteous about it. Ooh. But when your intention, I mean, when you know these laws deep enough and full enough, where you know that the only way you're going to get through this is to look for the capital T truth, and therefore you search for information that gives you a place of feeling better, not of gathering evidence for your rightness, that's a very different way of being in the world. Yes. You know? Yeah. And and you look for opportunities to... Um, to gather positive aspects of the situation. I mean, you you really have a whole different inspector hat on. But I think it kind of comes, first, we, if it's kind of like knowing the goodness that we are and knowing the goodness that other people are. It's kind of like when you know the truth of that, it's easy to come back. Yeah. But we really believe that people are bad and dangerous or that we're bad. It's, it's very difficult to find our way through. It reminded me of last week I was reading this book. I really enjoyed it. It was on like vulnerability and shame and all this kind of stuff. And she was talking about how important it is for people to be vulnerable. And then I was thinking about that, like, but it's kind of a setup because if you don't really feel, know the truth of who you are and you don't feel good about who you are and someone says, oh, be vulnerable because that's the right way to be, it's going to be weird. I mean, you're going to be sharing stuff that's not really appropriate, <laughs> but when you're really connected to your authentic self, you're not defensive. So you naturally are, are open and vulnerable, but it's coming from a completely different place. But I think the question here is when do you recognize that you're on the wrong train track? Yeah, you know, it feels. Yeah. The, absolutely the way it feels. And you could feel your energy and your constriction in your body. Right. Because when you're on the train of needing to be right because you have to gather evidence for your position or your situation, there's the small T, not the big T truth, but the small T. I mean, there's a lot of evidence around you're right. probably right. They were probably in the wrong. You're, you're keeping score. You're like tallying it up. See? Well, look at this. Look at this. What about that? <laughs> there's never going to be... Um, an end there that's going to be satisfying for your larger perspective and for the larger knowing of who you are and for the spiritual self, the big T. Right, you because know? it's against your intention in the moment. Yeah. In that moment, our intention is to be right. So that's what we're measuring for. Right. There's no room for anything else. But it is such an awakening to realize that you're traveling on the small T track, mm -hmm. the small truths, and that's why you're not getting anywhere. And that's why that same conversation keeps happening with that same person. Because there is a, there's a trajectory, and I really see these as kind of parallel tracks. And at some point, we have to decide to jump tracks and actually yeah. move over to the big T, which is where we're, we're gathering evidence for the larger truth, the feeling good factor, the knowing of who we are. You're gathering evidence. And I, and I think it's really interesting that sometimes, what I think what Abraham is saying is when you need to jump tracks, from specifically negative, gathering small T truths for your victimization or your situation, 
this, uh, the, the way to kind of jump tracks is to kind of go general. And I'm understanding that that is just a technique, if you will, to get off of one track and move on to the, the broader track. Because you certainly can get very specific when you're in alignment with source. Of course, the most brilliant, specific, niche, beautiful ideas come when we're aligned with source and we're asking information and we're looking for that alignment. So it's not as if God is always lofty and isn't it nice weather and we're going to stay surfacy and we're, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just depends on what track you're on and whether or not you want to go specific on a track that's leading nowhere and a track that's leading somewhere. Yes, you know. and to have that discernment, and to and to do the big T though, I think we we have to kind of get that that we deserve to feel good. Yeah, that's our like birthright. it's our natural state. It's our birthright. It's kind of like this is normal because sometimes when we're doing the the scarcity thing or trying to, that's not we don't even want what's at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. Like we're working so hard, it's like that's not even like recognizing we're on a completely different track than we want to be on. Time out. <laughs> exactly. It's that interesting because I think we've all had that situation where we've won the argument or we won the lawsuit or, you know, we had that moment of, I was right. See, I told you I was right. You got the revenge, etc. But it's so short-lived and so unsatisfying and it isn't the nourishment yes. that we crave as beings on this planet to have that richer, more expanded. Because you can't expand from that track. There's no expansion. Oh, There's just no. more And I think when they talk about general, too, it's kind of like, because that's where the nourishment is. Mm. That's where the life is. That's where everything we want is is there. Yes. Kind of brings us back. And then and then I like that idea of once we feel good, almost like a, a little kid, you know, you fall down, you skin your knee, you get nurtured, and then you go out and play again. Exactly. You know, then we can get specific again once we're kind of put back together. <laughs> once we know we're on the right track. And we're feeling strong and feeling good and we're coming from an authentic place. Then it's like, okay, now I can go out again. Exactly. I'm remembering who I am. The general helps us remember. Yes, it helps us get, it helps us kind of clear the cobwebs out of yeah. the energy that goes around gathering. It's just like a timeout, you know, with, okay, just need a little time out here. I need to regroup. Need to get composure. <laughs> I like that, and I and I think it, it's so important as us metaphysicians out there in the world to know how to do that for ourselves. You yes, know, to take those spiritual timeouts to realize I'm on the wrong track. I'm gathering yes. evidence for the wrong tea. Yeah. It's like I just spun out. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, I'm out. <laughs> and I love our emotions for that because our emotions are always going to tell us whether we're on the small T track or the large T track, because the lower emotions are always on that track that's saying, I'm going nowhere, but it sure feels like it's moving. <laughs> it, well, it feels like it's moving and it doesn't feel like it's moving because it also is kind of that circular energy. Yes. <laughs> like we almost like we got our wheels caught in a rut. <laughs> and it really is a perspective change too. It's a yeah. decision to look through a different you know, type of glass, you know, to look through um, the more rosier colored, colored glasses. And, and I know that can sound sometimes uh, kind of flighty, but what happens is when you move into that rosier, broader understanding and kind of get the smell and the whiff of source, mm -hmm. then you're able to move more into the color scheme of that world, of that perspective. Well, then you get comfortable there. It's like, that's the normal. Yes. Instead of Oh, that was so unusual. I had a good day. Oh, my God, what a weird thing. It's like, no, nah, that's my natural state. Every day is good. And then when I spin out, it's like, oh, this is clearly not where I want to be. Exactly. Exactly. It's so wonderful to 
to have the clarity of, of realizing where you are and then to have these tricks and these these sequences and these processes, whatever you want to call them, to help ourselves um, move as in quickly. And we were just, Janice and I were just talking before the show about how we used to spend a lot more time getting on the wrong track. And now we spend what? I think you were saying you had gotten on a track. Oh, the diet track. Yeah, that didn't feel good. You were. It lasted um, in between meals, between lunch and dinner. <laughs> I went on and off the diet. <laughs> so we have to bring the audience up to speed. So this this idea that somebody recommends something to you. Yes. You know, that you I need got to. excited about it and wanted to check it out. <laughs> and I, read, I went and I looked at it. They had like a, a book on it, all this specific thing. And it was so limiting that it sounded horrible to me. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I was like, no, I mean, it's just, it just was like, this can't be right. It feels so bad. I love I love my meals. I mean, it just can't be right. Uh, isn't that hysterical, though? I love that you that that you went on a diet between lunch and dinner, <laughs> but you knew well enough to know that if it felt so bad and so restrictive, and clearly you know that it's not about what you eat, but how you eat it. <laughs> on the metaphysical side, we know Abraham tells us over and over again it's the it's the vibration that yes. you bring to it. And if something feels restrictive and feels like it's not giving to you, or it feels like it's a should. Well, then I also yeah. really tuned into, it's like, I know how to eat. I know what feels good to my body. And I don't, it's kind of, it reminds me, I was thinking of that thing a lot of times when, um, like I think back to when I was teaching the money classes that were more off purpose. We don't really know what we're up to and we're really connected to our false self. We get like this insatiable thing. We try to fix it. So we may go out and chop and just buy a bunch of stuff that we don't need, but it's really a symptom. It's not really feeding our soul. It's kind of like, oh, if I buy all this stuff, then I'll be happy. But it's dealing at the level of symptom. And it's the same thing with food. I, when I'm in a really good, healthy place, I know what I want to eat. I know what my body wants to eat and what I not. So it's not really focusing on the diet. It's more of focusing on keeping myself in a good place and what so that feels- I make decisions that align with my authentic self. Right, and source is always feeding you, so to speak, the right yeah. information, as long yeah, so as we're not like a listening. Maybe it's a listening diet rather than not even a diet, but it's kind of like a trusting that that what I'm drawn to, it's perfectly good for me. Well, what I love about that story, and I hope you don't mind me adding that story, but it was so perfect to say I only spend a couple of hours, maybe between lunch and dinner, realizing that something's so wrong for me where maybe I used to spend months, if not years, on a track. And and what's wrong with me? Why can't I stay on this diet? You know, I am so undisciplined. Everyone else could do it. You know what I mean? I could see how I could really run with it. Yeah, and and what a crazy world because there's always new solutions every day. As you say, you can walk down the line of Costco and there's 10 more solutions for 10 more problems that you don't even know you have. Part of it too was I was I was googling things like during that time span of lunch and dinner, just kind of researching different things, and and then this one diet said don't ever eat grains, don't ever eat rice, and then I was like, t- I typed in longevity, whatever. There's this article about this woman who, when she was 60 years old, the doctor told her she was going to die, in, I don't know, six months or something, so she went on a rice diet. <laughs> she was writing this article when she was 93, and it's like. Everyone's got their opinions, but it's, they all contradict one another. So it's like, why would I be trying to tune into what's out there? Like, why would that be better guidance for me and my body? Yes. You know, I'm the authority on my life. I'm, the, I'm a unique, individualized expression of spirit like we all are. So the way that I eat my food is not going to be the same or process my food. It's not going to be the same as how other people process their food. 
And just having the, the strength of that knowledge, knowing that you're on the wrong track and then you jumped over and, and said, no, I know better. I know that what what is really truly right for me is going to come from the inside out, not yes. just from the outside in or rarely sometimes from the outside in, that oftentimes if we move into our inner knowing and we get a big yes, then what happens is the law of attraction kicks in because we're now understanding who we are. We're saying a big yes to that internal um, intuition. And then the world shows up as wonderful things in the outside world that can support us. But when we flip it and we go out there looking for solutions, we're on the small T track gathering information, and it's just too vast. There's too much information. There's too many um, perspectives in different people and situations. One people, you know, can eat the rice. The other people can't. Mm-hmm. It's just too confusing. Yeah. You know, I love that. You know. It's crazy. And, you know, it's kind of like how every aspect of our life, it's like career, looking out there, oh, if I were you, I'd do this. You really should do this. Why would that person know what's better for me? I mean, it's kind of a funny thing how quickly we are to give away our power. Yes. And to just, and, and I mean, the good news is as you get older, you can kind of look and, and see, okay, whenever I live, it's what I notice in my life. When I live from the outside in, it doesn't work. <laughs> when I live from the inside out, my life flows and works so much better. And all the answers are there. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, where we take the law of attraction into our everyday lives and make it real and make it palpable. And today we're making it edible. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it go. When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, You're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. 
Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray here on our metaphysical porch this beautiful October day, and we're glad that you're here with us. Before the break, we were talking about this idea of really understanding what track we're on. Are we gathering evidence for the scarcity? Are we gathering evidence for the problem? Are we focused only on what is the shortage mentality on the small T track? Or are we gathering Are we on the track of the larger T, the truth of who we are? And are we looking for ways to feel better and then allow that to be the evidence that we gather for who we really are and allow the solutions to come in and focus on what it is that we want? I'm seeing these two parallel tracks and what we're going to talk about in the second part of the show today are what are the tricks and what are the techniques or the processes or what are the wake-up calls to help us move from that small T uh, truth to the larger T track, and how do we jump? Because they are, they often can be very fast moving tracks that can be parallel, and we just need to move over and come to that larger perspective. And to help us do that, we're going to listen just a little bit to a recent workshop from Abraham Higgs. And again, we encourage you to, we're going to give you a little taste of it, but we encourage you to go to the Abraham Hicks.com website and get the whole workshop. Um, This particular one is uh, an Alaskan cruise that they recently did, but you can also get their DVDs and hopefully you'll attend one of their workshops. They're also now streaming their workshops so you can grab a ticket to any one of their, um, their opportunities there on the website. But here's a little taste of some information that comes through as a gentleman sits in the chair and says, how practical is all this going general into my real day to day life? Here we go. You, when you know what you want, you know what you don't want. We know what you don't want, you know what you want. If you're looking at your life and you're trying to get clear about your dreams, aspirations, desires, pretty specific. Being general is being happy. Anything yeah. beyond that is being specific. Yeah. Boring. So you're saying boring. Well, you know, you're making a really good point. Most people would rather be specifically negative than generally positive. Because there's more movement. It's more exciting. You frankly like the drama. But after a while, you show up here. <laughs> and then we talk you back from the ledge. So there's very specific things throughout my life that I've known that I've wanted that I've been able to create in my life. Very specific. The thing we want to say, and then we will let you talk. The thing that we want to say just as a platform here is that you all have been doing, without knowing it, quite a bit of what we were just talking about. Especially when you were younger. You were striking a general pose of well-being, not even knowing you were doing it. And your grid was filling in with specifics. You are understanding what we mean by this grid filling in? Your point of attraction, just bringing from the vortex the evidence of what you've got going on vibrationally. So as your grid began to fill in, the first evidence, and we will even call it manifestational evidence in a way, the first manifestational evidence of the grid filling in is thoughts that begin to come to you. So some of what you are calling specific is your grid beginning to fill in. So we're not trying to get you. Esther and Jerry, in 1985, meditated for the first time. And they sat with the intention of just quieting their mind. That's all they knew they were doing. They didn't have any more specific intentions than that. And 
for nine months, they sat every day for 15 or 20 minutes and just quieted, quieted. Esther especially got right there. She couldn't feel her, the difference between her nose and her toe. She just felt this complete detachment. For months, we were filling in her grid with more specific. For months, we were giving her blocks of thought which she was hearing and then promptly breathing away and trying to get more general, focusing back on, because she didn't know what was coming. She had just been instructed to quiet her mind, wear comfortable clothing, sit in a dark, quiet room, focus on your breathing when your mind wanders, and it will, release the thought and focus back on your breathing. Well, isn't that just what we're talking about? Release the thought and focus upon something more general. And so Esther was just getting general again and getting general again and getting general again. It wasn't until she finally relaxed enough that we were able to move her nose and it occurred to her that we were spelling the alphabet with her nose that she realized that the specifics were filling in, you see. So we don't want you to be oblivious to what's going on, but we want you to be aware of the way you're feeling. So here's the rule of thumb that we would use. As long as you're feeling anything less than good, go general, go general, go general, go general, go general. But when you start feeling some elation, when you start feeling some interest, when things start feeling good to you, let your mind go where it will because the grid is filling in. It's giving you really good ideas. All right, let's stop there and break that down because I think that is such a great little piece of information in lieu of what we've been talking about. So here is this idea that you want to meditate, you release thought, you're going general. But what was so funny in that circumstance is here is Abraham, the, you know, this aligned consciousness connecting in with Esther, and she's so focused on going general that she's breathing away <laughs> the information that they're bringing to her, you know. And I just think that is such a funny thing, but it's so perfect in that, you know, they're here it is I, I want to align with source I want to yes. align with source but not to meditate and release thought and source is like okay here comes the here comes thought the here comes some thoughts <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think the distinction is that how does it feel exactly because if something feels good why you know it's just like why would you chase away something that feels good it makes no sense right and and I think what's interesting is that you know this as we get our metaphysical muscles, you know, building up in this work, it's not like we're oblivious to the specifics, the information that's coming. Um, we want to be discerning as to how uh, God's source, uh, that which is the infinite self, is speaking to you. We certainly don't want to blow that away into a meditative, I, I can't connect to my thoughts, I have to be general. But I think that was such good information that if you feel less good, if you're not feeling good, if you're in those sort of lower emotions, the key component here is go more general, go more general. What I liked about it, there was a kind of got that piece about meditating where really we're meditating all day long. Exactly. Because it's released the thought if that's, and then also to have the faith that the specifics, the good stuff is coming. In fact, it comes in even quicker if we let go, almost like that whole uh, releasing the lesser for the greater, like there's not room for both. I love that. You know, and like in Unity talks about denials and affirmations, there's not space for both. So we kind of have to release, have the denial so that we can affirm and have the truth. So it's kind of all day long we're, we're meditating. Yes. If, if we're aware, if we choose to be aware, we could be like, oh, letting that go. And then there's room for something else. And then when we, when we make the, the jump, we jump the tracks and we move into those 
higher vibrational emotions, however we have got there, whether we're going general or there was a circumstance that put us into that place, of feeling good, of feeling joy, that is the time to go for it. That is the time to say, what are the thoughts and ideas coming through me right now? What is the voice of God? What is my high self saying? What? Go here? Go there? Uh, you know, strike up this conversation? That's where we need to tune in. Yes. It's so interesting because my daughter and I are addicted to the House Hunter show right now. It's kind of our thing. We're, we're watching it all the time. Have you ever watched that? Yeah, yeah. I knew it, yeah. But I'm not going to tell you about that, what I know about that show, but go ahead. Oh, I know. It's all made up. <laughs> oh, you do? I don't care because that was, that's not why I watch it. That was a big I, deal. That was like, <laughs> if anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, there's a House Hunter show on one of the Do It Yourself channels where people go looking for a house and then they take like three, they give them three sample houses and then through the half hour, hour show, you see which one they're going to choose. Yes. But it's, I just love, I like it for, I like it on many different levels. I like seeing different neighborhoods and different houses. I like, I've always loved homes. I love looking inside of homes, but it's a very um, interesting thing because uh, it's, it's constantly an opportunity. A lot of times I'll see something and get really excited about it. And other times I'll see something or hear something and go into a total funk doing the comparison thing. So it's just like within a short half hour show, my thoughts and emotions are going, (laughs) but for some reason, when I watch that show, I could feel it. So um, it's so uh, obvious where um, my thoughts are coming from. Yes. It's really fascinating because I could feel good thought, bad thought, positive thought, negative thought, you know, Right. Am I diminishing myself? Do I feel good? And it's just really fun to play with it because it just, for some reason, that show just has the capacity <laughs> to push all my buttons and at the same time get me really excited. Well, that's a, a great practice game, you know, mm-hmm. to really see when your mind is going to a place of, of negative creation and getting into the sort of the pro and con lists and you kind of know when you've gone into that place and when you're able to watch your excitement, to watch the kind of knowing that that is critical kind of practice so that when you're in the real world, that muscle is agile. I'm going to even be more aware after this call today. I'm going to be even more aware of it. Like it's going to be fun to like really notice. Okay. I just, I just went specific negative. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You know, where can I go from there? Do I need to continue going specific negative? <laughs> and, and I think this is perfect timing as we just are, you know, sort of getting ready to move into the holiday season. And a lot of folks are going to be in circumstances with relatives and places that are set up based on tradition, not necessarily choice sometimes. And I, and I think it's such a great tool to, to remind. And I actually had an opportunity this last weekend to practice this where I felt myself, you know, gathering evidence for the scarcity um, of a situation with a relative or gathering evidence for, wow, this is really bad or this is not, ha- I'm just feeling so awful. And I caught myself sort of mid jump and started to go general. And I had to go really general, like the sun came up today. And I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was that deep. I'm in. breathing. <laughs> I'm breathing. I'm processing my food. You know what I mean? So, um, and then I was able to kind of stay in that general place and gathered positive aspects. And I got to that momentum of being able to gather positive aspects for the situation. But I realized at that point, it's really not my job to do anything beyond that because I felt then the momentum of spirit take over. And I began to see the situation and the circumstance from very, I would say, eyes of unconditional love, which is, is really where we all get our most satisfaction. You know, when we're able to don that place of 
of just loving what is, loving the circumstance, even though they might be unwanted, not resisting it. But it was only when I made that jump that I was able to get to that place where I could enjoy who I was with without trying to fix it, without trying to say something positive. Oh, you know, <laughs> just allow it to be. And, and of course, ended up, um, you know, just being really present for the circumstance. And I, and I think if we can learn to do this, it becomes such a powerful tool uh, to just enjoying our lives more. And, and yeah. you know, being on the place of, of great expansion and not contraction and frustration. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting when she, at the beginning when she's talking about because how much we like drama. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, I compl- let's say I complain about family gatherings, but on one level, we kind of like the drama. We kind of like what else we're going to. Like talk I know about? I have one relative who always provides the drama, and if he's not there, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'll complain, but it's like, I love the guy, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, they said we, you know, human beings would rather be specifically negative than generally positive. It's just part of what we came to but, do. And I think that's know? so interesting. I mean, is that true? Because then why are we having this conversation? Do we really want to be specifically negative? We, you know, I mean, it's more like it's our, it could be our default. I don't think we really want to be. No, I don't think we do. And I think we want to go in there for some contrast and some, you know, some color and diversity. You know but I think I mean? also sometimes is we don't know we have another option. Exactly. And that's, that's yeah. yeah. And that's when we suffer. Then we move mm-hmm. into the suffering. And then, as they said, you ended up in Abraham Hicks uh, <laughs> workshop because you're so miserable. You're willing to spend any kind of money or do anything and even talk to ghosts <laughs> <laughs> to, to help yourself feel better. <laughs> I mean, you really come to the end of, the, of your line because when you spend all your time and energy and specifically negative, you do end up at that point of just total exhaustion because it's just not who you are. It's not the truth of who you are. But, and, and we don't have to hit rock bottom. I mean, when we know the truth of who we are, we really don't have to let it get that bad. And we have, <laughs> thank goodness we've learned that, right? Yeah. But I, I think another part of that track that we listened to that was so interesting is that when we were younger, it was very easy for us to stay in general well-being. You know? Well, I don't think we, when you're younger, you don't really have the worry thing going on. You're not projecting out into the future. Like think about like I look at my kids, you know, especially when they're little, they they know everything is going to be taken care of. Yes. They don't think that, oh my God, how am I going to make this happen? Where as an adult, it's like, oh, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to? But as a child, you're like, doo, doo, doo. you have the faith that it's all going to work out. I'm going to eat dinner tonight and go to bed. And- <laughs> right. And and I think at this you know place in our spiritual journey, it would behoove us to go back to that. To that general not knowing how it's going to work out, not needing to know, uh, trusting, having that overall understanding that all is truly well, that everything is always working out for me. As I, uh, my homage to Jerry Hicks, that was always his favorite thing to say. Um, one thing that, that Frank in the Communion of Light is saying is everything, everyone, everywhere is always trying to help me, is always trying to assist me. There is no one against me. There's only the, you know, that kind of perspective can really start moving this momentum of creating in a field of joy and creating what we want. And as Abraham said there, that then the thoughts start filling in the grid. What happens is, you know, the grid is the blue point. It's that the blueprint. It's that non-physical vibration that then moves into the physical. That's their technical word for that process 
of things moving from non-physical to physical. The grid is, is that the first evidence of the grid, the co-creation with spirit, is that your thoughts will start feeling better. Your thoughts will start giving you ideas and perspectives that are going to be pointing you in the direction of that which you're wanting. And your thoughts are going to start setting you up for the rendezvous points that are the place to which what you want is already waiting for you. What you want has already been created. It's really not about a creation process. It really more is about an awakening process to Mm. what you already have. And a, and a removal process. <laughs> yes, of anything that put... Any perception that says it's not, the, you know, the veil. Yes, it's lifted. And then you see, oh, the dots are all there. Connect, 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 connect. It's a, it's a miraculous thing to see. And then once you get a taste of it, you know, you never go back to, um, to living specifically negative. Well, we're at the end of our second uh, segment here. So we're going to take a quick break, do some station identification Send out some love to our Unity online folks and uh, and get back to the show. So you're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray on our metaphysical porch. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everydayattraction@unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed welcome back from the break we are so happy to have you here on this gorgeous day as we ponder this uh, the end of the year, and we're pondering the time of of uh, I love this you know time of the year where we're we're moving into the celebratory end of the year with all the holidays and things, and it's a great time to sit back and say you know how am I going to be in the world? How am I going to position um, my experiences with my work, with my relatives, with my relationship? How what am I doing to make sure? that I am on the track of truth, that I am donning the perspective of my broader knowing so that the expansion is mine and the fun is mine. And and some of these techniques that we've been talking about this hour, I think can just be, they could be lifesavers in circumstances that would otherwise just completely, you know, tumble out of joy. 
And um, kind of reminds me too, like they're almost like training wheels. Like we practice, 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 and then at some point we don't really have to think about it. Yeah. That's you know, it's like these are like little tools, little, and, and but then after a while, it becomes so ingrained in ourselves that we don't have to. Okay, am I on the? What track am I on? <laughs> <laughs> what perspective? Am I How on? do I get over there again? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we're going to rejoin um, a recent workshop from Abraham-Hicks dot com. The segment of the workshop that recently happened where a gentleman had sat in the, in the hot seat, as they call it, and said, hey, how practical is this in my life when things are so specific to keep stepping back and going general? And how is it that I know that I'm on the right track? And when do I know when the information is something I should be following? Or when is the information an old momentum that no longer serves me? So let's rejoin the workshop. Um, here we go. It's giving you good ideas. This is the thing that annoyed Esther about herself most of all, because the van that carries all of the equipment was still in the parking lot where the ship was docked. And when Esther realized they were having trouble with the projectors, she wanted Scotty to go get a projector. Go get the projector. Go get the projector. She could. The grid was filling in. It was a really good idea. Go get a working projector, they say. But she just breathed it away. Just breathe it away. In other words, you want to follow those intuitive thoughts because that wasn't coming on the heels of annoyance. That was, that was a solution orientation. In other words, that's the grid filling in. And so your work is to try to figure out as the grid is filling in because you have the potential of the grid filling in from your vortex or the grid filling in from the stream of thought that you've been thinking as you've been worried about something. If you're not aware of the way you are feeling, then you don't know where the inspiration is coming from. As you begin to play with this, as the grid is filling in from your vortex, there is no question in your mind. The intuitive feeling that you get, the feeling of awareness that you get, the certainty that you feel, the feeling of elation as it comes, that's what we're talking about. When Source joins you in this pointed moment in time, you can really, really, really feel the perfection of that grid filling in. Did we get to where you're going? Definitely on the way. I'm not discounting that response by any means. Uh, good, because it was really a good response. <laughs> and as we said earlier, don't worry about us. We'll mesh our wedgies in the crack. So Esther had a desire, in, so to speak, or something she was wanting in this channeling experience. And so that was that part of her mm. grid filling in? She, this was not her intention at so, all. So then how did it come to be? Because she had, she and Jerry had a general intention of being of value, okay. of being uplifters, of helping, of explaining, of being an example of well-being, of uh, inspiring, very general. If Esther had heard in the first while that she would be doing this, she would have made sure this never happened. Okay. Can I ask one more thing that's related? Yeah. Are you sure? Related, yeah. Okay. So clearly you look at look around your life, relationships, your physical possessions, that's the outcome of who you've been being in your life, of how you've been acting, right? It's the manifestation of what you've been thinking. Let's, let's describe it a little more fully. Okay. Certainly it's what surrounds you. So it's not what you possess, it's what you attract. Based on who you've been being. Based upon who you be. In other words, look what you've attracted here. 
You're not the possessors of this vessel, but it belongs to you. In other words, this is your experience. It's what surrounds you. And not just the people who you were born to or who surround you in your family. And not even those that you talk into coming home and living with you. <laughs> not even that. It's who you meet in the grocery store. It's who you meet when you're walking down the street. It's those others that are cooperative components to the life that you are living. Because your point of attraction is vivid and law of attraction is on it. And what you've got going on vibrationally is reflected in everything around you. Right. As an indicator, right? If you look around. As evidence, as manifestation, as okay. validation, as perfect matching evidence. That's why it should be easy to figure out what you got going on. Right. I guess that's what I'm going after, is that if you, you know, look around your life, you can see how you've been doing. If you look at your emotions, you can see how you've been thinking. And so those are really, that's, that's your dashboard, if you will. So if you like what's going on, then change nothing. Same patterns, do the same things. If what's going on isn't pleasing you, if you're off on your thoughts, if people are ornery around you, if you're bumping into things and falling off of things and uh, bumping into things and falling off of things, bumping into things and falling off of things, where we're not picking on you really. But as things are happening in your experience that are not really pleasing you, then you might want to tune up a little bit. And the way we would tune up, we would go to bed a little earlier, be alone a little more. We would quiet our mind a little more often. We would do more things that personally please us. We'd get outside way more. We'd breathe more deeply. We'd walk more often. We'd drink more water. We'd have more fun. That's how we'd tune up. Yeah. We'd go on a cruise. That's what we'd do. We'd go on a cruise. I love that. Let's all go on a cruise. So you've been listening to a small segment from an Abraham Hicks workshop. And again, we encourage you to go to the abraham-hicks.com website and get the whole delicious cruise. You can also get a lot of DVDs over there. You cannot miss by, um, by getting the entire experience. There's so much packed into these, um, these recordings. So Janice, you know, just to talk a little bit about that, that segment, this idea of following those intuitive thoughts as an option of some translation for those who are listening or not familiar with the Abraham speak, the vortex is that place vibrationally where everything that you want and everything you've wanted lives in vibrational alignment. It is who you really are. It's all the things that you want to experience. And, and it, it feels good. And it feels so good. So when they talk about the grid filling in, you want the grid to fill in from that vortex energy, obviously from that, which you're wanting and you know, that's happening when there is a certainty and an elation in your thoughts and feelings. I love trusting yes. that. You yes. Know? Because we really do. Like if we pay attention, I like what she's saying too, is, is that you could tell where it's coming from. Like yes. if it's kind of like, well, how do I know if I should follow this guidance? Because they feel very different. Right. They feel yes. very, very different. It's almost like our job then is to just practice discernment. Yeah. You know, what is, how does this feel? Because otherwise we, we kind of collapse it. If we don't, you know, like, like drinking wine, people, those some fancy, you know, the people who know everything about wine, they have so many distinctions. They could tell where it was grown and the temperature and, <laughs> you know, but it just comes from, from practicing and focusing on it or the Eskimos with their snow. 
I love that the sommelier, the the people who who really can feel the essence of something at at many different levels using their tongue. That's such a great analogy, Janice. I love that because yeah. what we want to do is be that kind of discernment, sort of vibrational sommeliers, where we we're looking at the different levels of emotions or or feelings that we're having, and then when you can get a bead on something that's really delicious, when you can get it and you and you pull your and you know it, like you know when it's like they know they know when they know. It's and not if someone says no that that's not true they'd be like no I know <laughs> and it's not fact based it's not like you've got your pro and con list or it's not factual in nature because it goes beyond that which has been you know facts are about the past intuitions yeah. about the future that which is coming you know? Yeah, but it's like as it kind of makes sense. So, like this is our business as metaphys metaphysicians. Yes. Our business is thoughts. Yes. You know, they know wine. We know thoughts. <laughs> I love that. We know thoughts and the feelings that they conjure, or the feelings yes. that conjure the thoughts. There is this beautiful dance and relationship. Um, but I, I love that idea to trust that if it feels that if you feel yeah. that certainty, that elation, that you're going to want to move forward, no matter what anyone else may say, yes. you know, and then it grows. I mean, then our faith grows in ourself yes. in our knowing. But one, one thing I liked about that segment too, was when, you know, Abraham was talking about Jerry and Esther and, and this whole work that has evolved into, you know, the sort of Hicks publishing a dynasty that it is, is that they just did, they didn't have all the specific information about where it should go or how it should look. Uh -huh. They held this general intention of being of value. Yes. I really love that. Yeah. Well, because something, you know how we get their um, uh, daily things that pop up yeah. on the uh, homepage from Abraham? There is something that I think it was this week, I thought was fascinating because it said as soon as you um, pick a goal, usually you're, you're into scarcity. Ah. Because you say it's not here. Yeah. Oops. So it's like, okay, I want to do this. Oh, but it's not here now. So immediately it kind of throws us out of the vortex. Yes. And I think that's a great opportunity. What like what they're saying. If you're just you know, I just I want to be an uplifter. Yes. Or I want to and then it's like you can't say, Well, I'm not an uplifter because you know that you are. Yes. <laughs> so like there's no scarcity there. And then from that consciousness it can continue to grow and expand. And the grid fills in as they talk about. That's kind of a new thing. Because you're not fighting against anything. Yes. And it's not here, it's not here, it's not here. And then you're you know, you're holding that that sort of intention of being of of value, to being of uh, uh, an uplifter and then the specifics fill in on the grid but but to the, match that but they're yeah but they're coming from that larger broader knowing they're coming from source and you're riding on the wave of them and i think um you know what they were talking about here they're in a cruise boat right and there's these big beautiful cruise boats they're in one of those huge um you know uh, auditoriums that are so gorgeous on those ships and you know they were saying and then you attract look around you you know, you might think this vessel doesn't belong to you, but it is yours nonetheless. Yes. You know, this boat is yours. You know, this house, this car, this person that you're seeing, this is your creation. And there was such a, um, an exhilarating moment when they were talking about the fact that you own everything that's in your consciousness, you know, you might not pay rent on it or pay the mortgage, but it is yours. You're, and I just, there was such a kind of fun, like, yeah. I don't have to go purchase that or achieve it. It's already in my consciousness. It's already a part of my experience. It is mine. Yes. And when yes. you look around the world and look around our planet and look at what we have in our individual lives, I mean, you can just call it amazing. 
Yes. I like to, when she was saying that if you like what's going on, change nothing. Because what I notice a lot of times is I'll, I'll actually really like what's going on. But then I'll be thinking like, oh, well, should I do more? Or you know I mean? right. How do I keep this going? Yeah, exactly. Like what about it's okay. Right now it feels great. But if I don't keep thinking about it or managing it, but I like that. Just do nothing. Like you don't have to mess with it. Yeah. Almost like acknowledge. I love this. I love the way this is unfolding. And just trust. I love the way my life looks. I love my life. Isn't that fabulous? I love the knowing of that. You know, that there. But it's almost like giving yourself permission to claim it. And it's all you. Yeah. It is all you. And, And when they talk about these cooperative components, I mean, this is the part of the work that I love so much. You know, this I this these rendezvous points, these cooperative components, you know, all this evidence, all this, uh, this dashboard was really an interesting concept. You know, this concept that there is this dashboard, your life, that is showing you where you're in cooperation and where there's resistance. I mean, there's, you really don't have to go get a book on this, you know, <laughs> it's all right there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think there's kind of an elegant simplicity to that. And that if you're in a place where, uh, people are on or you're feeling there's a lot of turmoil and well then here's here's a nice little idea sleep more right <laughs> be alone yes you know do things that please you personally go into nature drink water i, I just love that recipe but again it kind of brings me back to that thing about deserving it yeah. it's your birthright you deserve to relax do less yes, yes. take walks yeah, it's so beautiful, and I love the specifics uh, of that information that lends us to our general well-being. You know, like here's here's the recipe. If anyone's having a rough day, go take a nap. Decide to right. be alone. Do something that pleases you personally. Take a walk in the woods. Drink some more water, um, and then allow and trust that source energy will lead you. And you don't need to know the how or the why or the what for. That's not your job. Right. You know, you're the receptacle of that which is is happening. So you get to be the yes. You know, you're not the one um, figuring out how the yes gets to you. Oh, (laughs) it it just it just really allows us to truly step back and and be so appreciative of this experience. And with that, we're actually at the end of our show. So, Janice, thank you again for traversing. Oh, that was fun. Thanks. It was really fun. This general goes specific, and we hope that you've heard something this hour that will bring you some way to take this work into your everyday. We so enjoy you, and thank you for listening to the show. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. 
In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. 